Ryan Fowler is the host of the game on Tide 100.9, so he knows quite a bit. Not only is he a Heisman voter, but he knows quite a bit about all of these uh, Alabama prospects, which every year we're talking about Alabama players, Ryan, at the top of the NFL draft. Let's start with Bryce Young, though, because the conversation has been his size. It's like people overlook the skill set that's there and what he was able to do at Alabama because size is sometimes a concern at quarterback. Tell us what you saw and what he can bring to a team, most likely the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. Well, I go back to 2021. There was a lot of questions in my mind. You know, was he the durability to last in the Southeastern Conference and to play in a place like Alabama? And I saw the offensive line multiple times just collapse. I mean, they were, when you look at ranking quarterbacks, protecting the quarterback, they were ranked 121 out of 130 teams. He got hit so much in that game. Uh, that season, I kept watching him pick himself up, pick himself up. Uh, and and I, I had probably some of the same questions that some of the NFL guys. But I, after that season, I had no other questions because he'd won a Heisman Trophy, 120-something yards short of 5,000 yards, which had never been done in Tuscaloosa, 48 touchdowns, just a handful of interceptions. Uh, Bryce Young, he didn't need to prove anything to me going into 2022. Uh, but once again, not a lot of wide receiver talent. I had Jamison Williams the first year. He had John Mechie. That was depleted. Those guys moved on. Wide receivers, not a strength in Tuscaloosa, but I watched him, you know, just kind of make magic with what he had to work with. Uh, he's, a, he's a durable guy. Uh, very few injuries. I know he had this shoulder injury against Arkansas, but other than that, didn't have a lot of bumps and bruises when you look at Bryce Young. Play smart. Is uh, a guy that, that, that protects his body in a lot of different circumstances. Uh, Ryan, a couple of minutes ago, they had Nick Saban on ESPN, and they said if you could, uh, you know, ask all the teammates which player, which Alabama player they would want to emulate as a player and as a person, that Will Anderson would win hands down. So I thought that it was kind of crazy that he was being mocked maybe to slip out of the top five because he's been the best defensive player in the country for the last two, three years. What is the knock on him, if anything, and what do you see him being as a pro? Well, Will Anderson, his production got almost cut in half this past year. And I don't think that was Will Anderson's fault. I think he was just being that perfect teammate. Uh, the defensive coordinator really kind of pushed him inside. And I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to, to maybe, you know, mix the offensive line up and, and maybe they could find a way. But there's not many times that Will Anderson's going to win a battle, you know, going straight up against a, a guard and trying to overpower him. Uh, I think that was some of his production. I think so many teams went in with a game plan that you cannot let 31 disrupt your entire flow of your offense. And, and I think that was their focus. Will Anderson, I'm in Tuscaloosa. We're a college town. We hear a lot of rumors on a lot of different players, and you have to chase these. I never heard one negative thing about Will Anderson. And, and I think that's confirmed with what Nick Saban, he told us, and I know I'm not allowed to say this, uh, live on with you guys, but he called him a hard, old-school blank competitor. He said he's got that old-school mentality that he competes, and I think you saw that in, in, in the ball prep mm -hmm. where he didn't have to go play. He didn't, and Nick Saban said that a couple of minutes ago, that, that that's, that's a credit. As much as we criticize players for setting out the bowl games, then you have to praise them when they actually go and play and, and compliment them uh, when you didn't have to. And, and Will Anderson was one of those guys. I, I think it kind of matches up 
was what Saban called him, an old-school competitor. Do you think that B. John Robinson's skill set warrants him being taken in the first round when that's just really not what teams do anymore? And, and where do you think he goes? Well, think about it in Tuscaloosa. We've had a chance to cover a lot of running backs, some great ones, uh, uh, from Derrick Henry to Mark Ingram. And you, you listen, when, when you look at B. John Robinson, I mean, he, he is no doubt a super extreme talented. But as you said, the value of that position it, it's almost like, is there that big of a difference between this running back and that running back? If I can get somebody here it, that I can get similar production, maybe it's not Bijan Robinson. Maybe it's someone else. You know, t- t- take the Alabama guy, okay? You look at the value of Jameer Gibbs. Uh, at the end of the season, we're going to look at the NFL stats, and we're going to go, okay, was it worth it there, or could I have done a – another position that's held at a little bit different premium. And I think that's what you look at when, when you look at that running back position. And I think it's why you see Nick Saban, he kind of encourages a lot of his players, uh, especially at that position. He makes he wants that first round, and, and that's when he gives his blessing to Lee. But he's told us so many different times, other than running back, because you have to be able to go and get, you know, there's only so much tread on the tires. And, and I think when you look at it, that position, do you want to go spend that high of a pick, or is there another area of need for the team, uh, only those GMs, and that's the pressure and the responsibility of that job? Let's talk about some of the other quarterbacks in this draft instead of just Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, because those are the guys we look at now, I and mean, we're seeing the odds. C.J. Stroud is minus 400 to go number two overall. That number has been – It's 700 now? Minus 700. Okay, so it sounds like there's, there, is, there is something brewing right now with C.J. Stroud going number two overall, whether it's the Texans or it's a trade-up. But we've got – Certainly plenty of other names. There could be as many as five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, the other names that come across there. Out of those three, who do you think has the best shot at being a legit starter in the NFL? Well, you've got to go to C.J. Stroud. When, when, when you, and is, is that the quarterback? Did you include him in that? No, no, I'm, I'm saying besides, besides okay. C.J. Stroud. Out of those more of the okay. wild card after those two. Well, listen, when I look at Anthony Richardson, I hear everybody talking, um, and – it, it just seems like when you look back at the production, and some of that I'm sure was on a new coaching staff and Billy Napier coming over from Louisiana to Florida. Maybe that was some of it. Then you look at Will Levis and you think about playing at, at this level in the SEC. The talent speaks for itself. Um, go back a couple of years ago when you talked about uh, you know Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming, and you think, okay, well, uh, can can he be a guy? And, and it was the measurables. And I think that's where you look at Will Levis. Think about the, the people that have come on and said, hey, this guy's got it. Anthony Richardson's got it. So there's a metric. And these guys, the eye test may, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, well, they did more with less. They didn't have, you know, this all-American offensive line or they didn't have three all-American wide receivers uh, as some of the other guys. But but they were able to, to be that ultimate team player. I, I've watched those guys in the SEC I don't know if they're superstars. And keep in mind, if you just want to take probability, you guys have been talking a lot about numbers and stats. Most of these guys are not going to have success at that at that position. I mean, it just it's the history of our game. It shows you that out of four or five quarterbacks, what is it, one, maybe two, if we can squeak out there a little bit, yeah. most of these guys don't have success. So when you look at it, 
you better fall in love with a guy that, that, that you could put on a team in a fourth quarter with two minutes to go. I don't know if I see this this superstar class of quarterbacks. I, I think there's some productive guys, but when you're drafted that high, you're expected to win and win at a high level. I just don't know if, if Richardson, in my opinion, or Will Levis kind of checked that box, but it's the value of the position. Listen, Hendon Hooker's another guy. When, mm-hmm. when, when you think about at 12, listen, he blew up Alabama October, uh, don't remember, the third week of October up in Knoxville. Yep. He put on a show. He broke a record that had been standing since 1907 at Alabama. But they had never allowed a player like Ken and Jalen Hyde did to Alabama. I mean, they, they destroyed Alabama. Uh, when, when you look at offensive production, uh, Alabama had a chance to win. There was a Bill O'Brien call that – uh, third down, they tried to pass to Jameer Gibbs. He dropped the football. Didn't have a lot of drops, but that was one key big one. So when you look at these quarterbacks, probability tells us that, that we're going to miss on some of these guys. Uh, I, I would probably lean if you said, because I just see him in person. I know what Tennessee, Tennessee was in bad shape. Yeah. And Hendon yeah, Hooker flipped the entire <laughs> script of that school. Think about it. I mean, that, that school was headed for the dumps. Alabama had beat them 16 years in a row. Yeah, and this one quarterback goes in there and flips the script. Hendon uh, Hooker's a super player. I, if you ask me to pick up those those guys, I'd probably take Hendon Hooker. I just think he he showed me something at Tennessee. Forget about the age. Yeah, you know, the, the age is is twenty five years of age. But heck, if that anything, that's a value to yeah. add to a player. And Ryan, another guy that you saw plenty of was Jalen Carter, and obviously didn't have the best workout. He's got the off the field situation stuff that went down, but um, probably the best defensive lineman prospect we've seen in years. Do you think he's still worthy of a top five, top three pick? There's some rumors that teams are trying to move within the top three, like Philadelphia even, to try to draft him. Do you think he's worthy of that pick, or would you maybe stay away because of some of those red flags? Well, you know, and think about a couple of years ago when we had uh, Jeffrey Simmons at Mississippi State that went to Tennessee, and we had all kind of questions there. Tennessee said, you know what, I, I know there's some character issues. Sometimes, listen, we all make dumb decisions. Unfortunately, I, I'm guilty of those. You guys are oh, guilty of those. I sure. uh, Daily. <laughs> and, 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 but but if you think the guy can play yeah, in the SEC, we were always jealous of Carter. Uh, because he was a guy that fit into the Alabama mold. He he just looked like an Alabama guy. I know he's at Georgia. Georgia's using the same blueprint, uh, you know, as Alabama did, you know, to win all these championships here. He was a guy that looked like a Nick Saban defensive lineman. He, he just looked like that guy. And I know Kirby and Nick Saban have a lot of the same tendencies. Uh, but, but, hey, once again, the eye test, they do not lie. They do not lie. Uh, and Carter checks all of those boxes. Ryan, who do you think is the most can't-miss tackle in this draft? From the offensive yeah. line standpoint, yeah. um, you know, and I'm not looking right at the, the, the board. Uh, I, I don't know if I could feel comfortable asking that because I, I'm so dialed in with, with what's happening here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you know, Alabama usually has a good offensive right. tackle, but, but they – Tyler Steen's a late pick. He, he, he's a guy that was serviceable, but he, he's not in that conversation. Uh, the, the, the young man that's from Tennessee is it? Is it Darnell Wright? Uh, he, he's not yeah. a yeah. You know, not going to be the high pick. But once again, I'm telling you guys, people don't realize how bad Tennessee was. 
it, they were in the dumps, and these guys flipped the script mm -hmm. uh, on them. So I'm not saying that he's the number one guy, but I watched what he could do in the SEC. This is a, you know, it's the best of the best. The best players in the entire college football play right here. And so you go up against, uh, you know, the Will Andersons of the world. Go back and watch uh, the, the tackle at Tennessee and yeah. go watch Will yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Just, he, just, he, didn't, he didn't have a lot of production. Will, I, I don't know his numbers right there offhand, but I remember him winning his fair share against Will Anderson. Just really quickly, just wanted to get your thoughts on Broderick Jones because you saw him, obviously, at Georgia. Yeah, and, and so yeah, the, the, the jealous part of, of, of Alabama is we, we didn't make it to Atlanta. Hey, I'm a Notre Dame fan. We don't want, I don't want to hear your nonsense. I got nightmares with Eddie Lacy, stiff-arming Manti Teo to hell. I haven't seen Manti Teo hey. since. Hey, we just took your quarterback. Did you see that? Did you see I, hey, that? I mean, you could have him. Buckner, he's all yours. We got Sam Hartman, baby. Hey, and, and, we took, and we took your offensive coordinator a couple of uh, months ago. You could have him, too. Hey, <laughs> you could have them, too. Now, now, listen, we have a lot of respect for Notre Dame because you guys go through the same crap that we go through in Tuscaloosa because yeah. they hate Notre Dame. Why? Yeah. Because they win, they win, they win. In Alabama, same thing. They win, they win, they win, they win. And, and you know, Georgia's going to be like that. Even though Georgia took like a 40-year break from 83 to, to two years ago. But but you think about these these blue bloods, I stick with the blue bloods. I have, I have nothing but respect because we put up with the same H-E-L-L. USC, look at USC. I, I respect the heck out of them. Ohio State, because it, it – that, because one of the things, and you could take the Georgia, you could take Alabama, Ohio State, is to be able to be a starter at those schools, you cannot be afraid of competition. Well, that matches up with the NFL. Think about Look at the NFL. To be able to, to maintain and go through that competition, uh, it is – got to be the best of the best. I mean, to be able to make it to Tuscaloosa if you're a starter – it grabs my attention. That is, and that's why so many of these guys get drafted in the first round. Ryan Fowler, great talking to you. Thanks for coming on with us.